Hey there, Ezra here. Couple of quick notes before we start the show. This episode contains some profane and explicit language. If you're listening to it in the car where kids are around, now is probably the time to click pause. Also, a huge part of this conversation is in English. For moments of emphasis, it does include sprinkles of Malay. It shouldn't detract you from the overall context, but if it does, head to our episode transcript at ezrazai.com. Hey there, it's the Ezra Zai Project. You're listening to Project Notes, where tips, thoughts, and takeaways come together. If you haven't listened to our episode featuring Takahara Suiko, it's one of my favorite episodes so far. I'd really encourage you to have a listen to it. She is the brainchild behind the Venopian Solitude, an experimental electro-pop Nusantara indie band. She also goes by Viona for her musical solo projects, both available on Spotify. On this edition, we talk about the nature of trust among bandmates and how it relates to ownership, all the things that come up when you're leading a band. After that, we speak about how to hack the musical process, what are the virtues of being lazy, and how it breeds creativity. On Project Notes, here's Takahara Suiko. Are you close to your bandmates? I would say we we are. We are close. Like, we're not... Yeah, I think I think we're close. I mean, we traveled like together for long periods of time, like two years already in a row. Like we travel uh, to Europe like hampir sebulan, so we have no choice but to be close to each other. Um, yeah. But there are some. But you some... guys vibe along beyond sort of the music and creative stuff. I mean, th- there's a good chemistry there that that mm-hmm. that it resonates, or is it more just you know a, a group of people who are unified through some sort of musical vision or is there more to that is there texture to that I want to say it's a bit of um, unified through music uh, the, the the music that we're making but also like a little bit macam keluar sikit like it, it leaks into our personal life a little, just a little bit because I, I'll be honest um, I don't know the the you know the the, the crude tiny details of all of my band members because sure. um there's still the i still feel that there's a apa, boundary between men and women you know macam <sighs> like they're, they're married men and i'm a married woman so macam like there's that boundary but i also right. res- respect them as like my older brothers because they're literally like all older than me except uh, for this one guitarist kina um and i'm very close to kina and because because like, she's a she's a female person that I can and and like, we have like the same wavelength we literally I, I feel like we literally have the same wavelength so it's easier for me to click with her yeah but and then with the rest of the guys it's like it's not that you can't click with them but it's just like a like a different way different spectrum maybe different spectrum I feel um and we I think we we hang out a lot and whenever whenever we hang out we would talk about either music or the people that yeah. we know that is in the scene uh it's it's yeah. mainly that I always wonder if that is a, a like a is it like a positive hindrance to like making cool creative stuff or has there been a progression of how you negotiate these dynamics with hmm. your your band members whether hmm. they be male or female I think I I've, I've always been open about when it comes to the music um I let them do whatever they want to do. So it's like a a playground for them to experiment. If they want to bring in new instruments they want to try out like this is the band. This is the only band that you can do this. You cannot do this with your with your uh you know, a uh, rock rock kapak band with your 
orchestra with your jazz band with your folk band you cannot you can only do that with this band but um we were supposed to work on the third album like i think right around this time so for the third album i want them to write the songs so that i i can write lyrics over it and macam everyone has like writing credits lah but uh during our and why is that important to you because it's a band tvs the vanopian solitude it started off as uh, my baby my uh, medium of expression my therapy session so to speak but then i joined the label and then the label gave me uh, this bunch of people to work with which is uh, my bandmates some of my bandmates are from that label they start to make uh, tvs as their own thing as well and um, i realized that i should trust them with the baby because they are literally the godfathers of this of my baby so macam they have they can take care of the baby as well because it's it's a matter of like dismantling the the wall that i have when it comes to creativity in tvs so that um that kind of playfulness that they have during rehearsals is what makes me realize that trusting them is a good move and it's a good idea for the long run because they have the music you know theories and capabilities and i don't i have zero music theory and understanding so they have those things and they they know what they're doing walaupun benda tu main-main but we try to make it work you know from album to album at least with each songwriting process you're you're letting go of it a little bit more trusting more people to come into it um i think from what you, it sounds like it feels that it's paying off it, it's good for you it's good mm. for the band and it's have you found that it's actually translated towards the goodness of the music i think it does uh, both uh, in all aspects especially macam during live performances the the band would have more fun when they play a song that they have you know contributed in like anyone would have fun with macam hey look that's the thing that i contributed in like macam i want them to feel like this is their baby but at the same time we are got parents to all of these babies but also one of the main reasons why i want them to write is so that they also get songwriting credits hence getting royalty along with it ah so that's why i want to incorporate them macam i can't pay you like a huge amount of sum of money like our shows pun macam kalau kita dah bahagi semua orang dah masuk duit tabung like band fund apa semua tu macam we don't get you know enough to get by for us to let go of our macam main job kan but at least you get songwriting credit at least you get royalty at least you get something from it and that's that's actually my main goal as to why i want them to write and uh, how it translates in in the music in like performances ah macam they have more character on stage and that's what i want people to see because what to practice macam dia main main and that's the fun part that i see in them and i want them to bring the fun on stage as well It's a very small detail but like that stake that you you spoke about about them you know being part of songwriting process but them also getting a a songwriting credit it's like you know you can argue that it's transactional but that stuff is real because it manifests itself on stage because their yeah. ownership yeah is evident right and you always have these notions of oh this is how other people do it am i supposed to be doing it this way did you have to sort of think about that relationship in that sense because the vanopian solitude was just taka right and then yeah. it, it evolves into something else or or did it just come quite organically it came organically because one 
it could be my organic means macam I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. So like most people, when they are solo artists and they have a session band with them, they rarely incorporate the band into macam the administrative stuff. Get what I mean? Macam, uh, let's say, uh, I want to say, for contohnya like royalty or macam making the album. Sometimes you use the session, sometimes you don't. But uh, my point is, when you have that divide between you, the artist, and the session band, they macam, mana chemistry tu, you know what I mean? Instead of calling ourselves, we are a band, instead of using I, the artist, and you, the sessionist, they macam, I just wanted to close that gap. And if I feel like, if I want to be a douche and a bitch, I would have just like, the Venope Solitude is just me and um, the band is the band. They get sessionist rate, I get more money. Uh, and I feel like macam it's... I, I, I feel wrong <laughs> like getting the money because macam if it wasn't for the band, the Venope Solitude wouldn't sound that great. Wouldn't have this, you know, body, this universe that we carry around every time we perform. And it, it's doing them a great injustice for me to like get more money than them. So macam that's why I try to make sure that uh, I, I, I'm clear with them about the finances, the, that my decisions, I ask them macam guys, is it okay if I do this? Is it okay if I do that? Macam, what do you guys think of that? And I, I, I usually like get their opinions first before I impose my opinions. Unless I really feel like, guys, I really want this. Can I have this? Please. Ah, macam, that's how I impose my opinion because I don't want them to, feel, to be macam complain about other people because TVS it, I, I think I should say this TVS is a collective of people who were almost everyone was sort of like in a way kicked out of their previous bands so whenever kita orang buka cerita like after rehearsals kita orang borak kat mama semua dia orang buka cerita pasal the things that has happened to them that has happened to our friends I feel like wait why is this still happening macam how is there not a band or a band leader who is responsible in not making this happen? Macam, you get kicked out of a band because they don't have communication. I was like, wait, what is this? It's like you're breaking up with your partner because you don't communicate. Macam, I, I, I hate that logic. So I try not to do it with this band. I try to have as much communications with them and we even have like Ah, like post-mortem meeting, but also at the same time... Write some reflections and yeah, just yeah, processes. Yeah. Macam, what do you guys think of the band? What do you guys think of me? Macam, personally, this is the place to let it out. And then we had that like earlier this year and it was like very... Macam, it's, it's a huge relief for me to be able to do that with the bandmates. And they're more open now, especially during that um, meeting. Lah. It seems like you're quite successful at processing the rage into something quite productive. Hmm. How much of a challenge is that or have you just figured a way to get better at that? I figured a way to get better at that because I started doing, I realised I started doing that when I was in, I think Form 1 or Form 2. Um, Had you picked up an instrument already by then? No, because I was not allowed any. Because my, my parents said, study, 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 don't do not do all this uh, music thing, it's... It's useless because, you know, we were told if you go into entertainment, you're dumb. You don't have, you know, qualifications. Yeah. You're going straight to hell after that. Yeah, you're going straight to hell. 
So you have to study to be an engineer, doctor, whatever. Uh, so when I was in Form 1, um, my friends and I, we did some, uh, this thing called like Godam Lagu, which is which I'm hacking pop songs and changing the lyrics. Around the same time, at school, we were learning about metaphora, hyperbola, simile, you know, those uh, apa? Uh, ling- linguistic device shit. And I, I start using it in my... Uh, in my blog so which I still use them but it's in it's in a like multiple layer form even like one or two posts where I like um, I was mad at my mother because my mother scolded me for something so much like, um, I wrote this blog about her but because it was like much like, um, shae or saja or whatever so which like, um, even if people found out about it people don't know what I'm talking about so that helped in you know basically molding my writing style you know i mean one of the things that you know in speaking to other people in in prepping for this conversation like the word that came coming back just just at least centering around either you or the artist or the music or whatever there was like it was like somewhere between the words of brave and courage and i don't know if that resonates with you but that word kept popping up and i don't i was wondering what what that means to you to be brave and courageous no it's not brave brave and courageous it's uh, laziness it's plain being lazy because the chords that i use are but um it, they're simple and if you don't know the rules it it looks simple because if you know the rules then macam wait kenapa dia ambil chord ni kenapa dia tak ambil chord tu macam you think too much about which road to take in order to arrive to where I arrived. I just took the shortcut by not knowing all these other, you know, roads. Macam, hey, I see a shortcut there. I'm going to walk through that bush. Macam, there's a tiny shortcut. I'm going to lalu that, that jalan. Being lazy is is useful in life because if you, if you notice, like, being lazy breeds creativity because you don't want to take the extra step no matter what. Macam, oh, tak nak buat benda tu. I'm going to take a shortcut. I'm going to find... I'm going to, you know, bust my brain until I find the shortest shortcut I can find. When you and I use the word lazy, this laziness is not mutually exclusive to, say, like, productive or prolific, right? You're, the lazy you're talking about is like this lean back hmm. type of allow it to happen kind of lazy? Or are you consciously like leaning in and looking for that shortcut so that you can get that thing out? I'm leaning towards a shortcut because macam while, while at the same time because chana, if I spend more time learning about the shortcut and in the future I can continue use that shortcut the time that I spend not going through the jalan dalam it it can be spent on learning about new things and other things and other ways to find a shortcut you know what I mean? Ah, so macam I, it sounds like I'm a good time manager but I'm not I'm horrible at managing time it's just that I know that it sounds like you're like an engineer or a coder like you're looking for shortcuts and you're trying to store it and yes. so that you have like a collection of presets yes to ensure that you're the the best lazy person that yes. is able to achieve the things that you've already learned yeah 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 that because uh, but at the same time like after I've learned the shortcuts after I've learned the shortcuts um, I do get tired of the shortcut So much like, I learn I try to like, Okay what's the what's the, There's probably a shorter way Than this shortcut That I just found So I'll keep on finding A, a shorter way But at the same time uh, I might end up like, To me it looks like a shortcut But to other people Way It's like Like there's actually A plugin for this 
instead of whatever you're doing. But I didn't know about that plugin, nor do I care because this is the shortcut that I learned. And I'm just going to stick to it because, you know, memory, muscle memory and reflexes. One day I might, you know, be interested in learning your shortcut, but not right now. I'll probably go that, to that later. That was Takahara Suiko for this edition of Project Notes. Once again, if you haven't already, check out the episode titled Processing the Rage is Tiring. For more details, head over to ezrazite.com. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts by searching The Ezrazite Project. Hit us back on social media or just say hi for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at Project Ezrazite.